the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We are expecting to hear today from an array of guests the final uh, hour and a half of the program. I think uh, we might hear from uh, my friends at Parents' Rights and Education in Hilliard. I know we're going to hear from Matt Mayer, Opportunity Ohio, at the top of the hour. At 12.30, Hugh Hewitt will join us. Hugh, of course, does the Hugh Hewitt Show from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every weekday here on 98.9 The Answer and The Answer Dayton. Dot com And then at 1245, uh, Senator Ted Cruz will be calling in. Senator Ted Cruz is scheduled to campaign with J.D. Vance in the state of Ohio tomorrow. Uh, where in the world will they be? Well, let me see. Let me check my text messages here. And uh, they'll be out and about in rural Ohio. Uh, let's see. They will be... I'm scrolling because we had a long communication... <laughs> thread this morning and lining uh, Ted up on uh, the show. So they will be in Medina, Columbiana County, and Marietta on Friday. So there you go. Ted Cruz, I'm looking forward to talking with the senator. Uh, I'm going to ask him if he knows that he's, uh, what did Tim Ryan call him the other night? A wacko? A whack job? Something like that. He hangs out with all these extremists, Tim Ryan said of J.D. Vance, like like Ted Cruz and Marjorie Taylor Greene. It doesn't take much to be branded a wacko by someone like Tim Ryan. You just have to uh, love the republic, and you have to, uh, I don't know, do crazy things like think that we ought to use our own oil instead of buying it from Nicolas Maduro in Venezuela or begging the Saudis for it. Uh, Now, J.D. Vance appeared this morning on Fox News with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino, uh, here he is on the first thing that he would do or try to do if he is elected your next senator from the state of Ohio. So many things going wrong at the federal level right now and so many issues to tackle. Uh, I think the border is right up there. But but the thing that we really need to do is open up Ohio and America's energy sector, because I think that brings down the cost of inflation. It also makes us less reliant on the worst regimes in the world to get our power, to get our energy. In Ohio, you know, a lot of people don't realize this from outside the state, but those of us in Ohio know that we are sitting on the Saudi Arabia of natural gas in eastern Ohio. The Biden administration, backed by Tim Ryan, have really crippled the oil and gas industry here in our state. I think we should unleash it. It's good for our national security. It's good for those energy workers, but it's also really good for everybody who just wants to see the price of everything come down. Yeah, it will have that kind of a ripple effect. Now, that's the problem with Bad policy as well. Bad policy has a ripple effect. The southern border is a disaster for myriad reasons. Number one, we can't afford to be giving 
the things we're giving to millions of illegal aliens coming across our border. We can't afford to give them health care. We can't afford to give them phones. We can't afford to give them free transportation. We can't afford to give them food. But we are doing it. They never give us the number. We can't get the number on the number who are coming across. We certainly can't get the number on the amount of money we are spending on them once they come across. But the other part of the southern border is that when you can't keep track of who's coming in, you are bound to get people coming in who, in an ideal world, would not be coming in. And they bring things in that you don't want in your country. I think we will see, within the next 10 years, another terrorist attack here in our country. And when we trace back how those people got into our country, we will find out that they came through the southern border. Doesn't matter what country they're from, doesn't matter what their nationality is, they will have come through during the Biden administration when we had a porous southern border. But the number one problem that we get, well, I can't even say it's the number one problem because we get illegal aliens coming here, committing crimes, killing people. Uh, But we also get rampant, rampant drug cartel activity on our border. And I think West Virginia is number one in fentanyl deaths. Ohio is, I think, three. Pennsylvania, maybe two. And you say, how can we all be so high when we're not we're not the border states they're coming in? That's why people everywhere on the Republican side of the aisle, on the conservative side of the aisle, people who understand the problem inherent with rampant illegal immigration say that every state's a border state. That's what they mean when they say that every state's a border state. It's not that every state is physically a border state and that illegal aliens are somehow parachuting in, but The impact of what is happening at the border makes every state a border state. Here's J.D. Vance on that topic. It's really important to folks in Ohio because the southern border is the way that the fentanyl that's coming into the state of Ohio kills a lot of our citizens. So we're actually the third state overall when it comes to fentanyl deaths. Certainly the economy and inflation are top of mind for a lot of voters, but people also want their communities to be safe. They want their children to be safe from this poison that the cartels are bringing in. And so we're hammering both of those issues. And I think, unfortunately, Joe Biden and my Democratic opponent, Tim Ryan, who votes with Biden 100 percent of the time, they've been big, big failures on the border issue, and especially when it comes to inflation, the economy, and, and of course, jobs. Yeah, it's it's really difficult to view anything the Biden administration has done. Not, o- not only it's hard to view it as a success, it's hard to view it and not think it was an intentional effort to ruin something that was good before or at least better than it is now. And that is really born of the fact that the guiding principle of the Biden administration and the entire Democratic Party is if Trump did it, it was wrong and anything resulting from it was wrong and it must be undone. That really is the umbrella over which you could cover every single thing the Biden administration has done. Like Trump was going to get out of Afghanistan. He put in a kind of a, hey, bud. Watch yourself, Taliban. You do this. We're not leaving. And the Biden administration came in. Ah, we're getting out. We've got to get out now. It's have got to get out, 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 out. And we got out in such a hurried fashion that we put our own service people at risk, and we left behind thousands of Americans. We'll never get an accurate number on that, because why? The number makes the Biden administration look bad. On the southern border, remain in Mexico, all those things that Trump put in. The numbers on people crossing the border were at historic lows when Trump was in. Got to undo it. Tear it up, rip it up, get rid of it. Shred it. Put it in the shredder. We're done. 
domestic oil production. We're energy independent. We're exporting oil. We're exporting natural gas. Economy is booming. Got to get rid of it. Deregulation. Make it easier for companies. Tax policy. Tax cuts for businesses. Bring business back from foreign countries to America. Hiring explodes. Black unemployment. All-time low. Hispanic unemployment. All-time low. Get rid of all of it. Get rid of all of it. The day Biden walks in office. Not to mention the social stuff where we've committed at the federal level to allowing boys to play girls' sports, to invade girls' spaces, to expand Title IX to the degree that we expand it so far that Title IX doesn't exist anymore. Because how can the principles of Title IX, which established opportunities for girls, still exist if boys can do all those things girls are doing and do them in the same room, in the same locker room, in the same shower where girls are doing It is incredible. The overarching description of Biden administration policies could be stated as simply as anything Trump did, undo it. Anything that was working, nuke it. Here's J.D. Vance on uh, the number one issue in this upcoming midterm with all Ohioans, the prices that they are paying for everything. Um, but, but, but I also do want to talk about, you know, the, the importance of reigning inflation under control here, uh, because while we have this fentanyl crisis, we also have a situation where people can't afford to buy groceries, they can't afford to fill up their car with gas. And one of the messages we're trying to carry forward over the next three weeks is we don't have to live like this. Uh, this inflation was caused by bad leadership. It was caused by Tim Ryan, who votes with Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden literally 100% of the time, not 97%, actually 100% of the time. And if we get better leadership into Washington, D.C., we can actually solve some of these problems for the people of Ohio. Yeah, I think we can, too. I'm just curious to know an hour from now when we talk with Ted Cruz, senator from Texas, how much of a difference will a Republican House and Senate make in blocking bad Biden policy? I think it would be a great strategy, A, the oversight, Senate oversight, hearings on Hunter Biden, hearings on the origins of COVID and Anthony Fauci policy, all that. Yeah, got to have that. But I want to see if they can stop Biden from his green initiative and from his bad policy on Ukraine. I want to thank all of you who listened to the program yesterday, not only in this time slot, but in our special afternoon time slot. We went from four to six yesterday with Aaron Baer, the president of the Center for Christian Virtue. CCV has worked very diligently to put out a voter's guide, and the voter's guide is nonpartisan. You say, why won't they tell me who to vote for? Because they trust you, because they understand that when 64% of voters identify as Christian, CCV trusts you to apply your own values and viewpoint on issues to candidates. But they know that it's hard for finding out where do candidates stand on these issues. Because, number one, if you watch their TV commercials, they're going to lie to you. Tim Ryan lies to you all the time about his previous stance. So the Voter's Guide from CCV asks questions about school funding, your view of the Constitution, abortion, matters like that. And then once you know where the candidates stand, not just Senate, not just governor, and those are easy to find, but they do it for judges. They do it for state representative, House and Senate. 
So you can get the voter's guide through your church or through CCV. And we had a fundraising campaign because while the voter's guide is free, it's not free to produce or free to distribute. So we raised a little bit shy of our goal yesterday, but we had a very ambitious goal. And so we want to thank uh, those of you who contributed. And uh, during the show yesterday, we had a mom from Olentangy, one of the engaged moms, one of the tiger moms, one of the moms who's not standing for the nonsense in her district, Christina Yeary, very involved with a lot of the other Olentangy moms that I've had the pleasure of getting to know. And we have that same kind of a situation going on in Hilliard, where we have other moms, other parents who are awakened and aware and wary of what's going on in the Hilliard schools. And one of those moms is uh, someone I've gotten to know and really, really appreciate her viewpoint, Lisa Chafee, who has started Parents' Rights in Education. And Lisa joins us now to update us on the situation in Hilliard, where we have the Hilliard Education Association saying that they have no confidence in three board members, which I find odd, Lisa, because uh, two of those three board members uh, must have the confidence of the majority of the voters because they were just elected to the school board last November. That is correct. The voters spoke loud and clear last November when they voted in for Zach, Forrest, and Beth Murdoch. Okay, so take us through uh, this latest situation where teachers were um, encouraged, coerced, somewhere between (laughs) one and the other on signing this letter and uh, the fact that the uh, charges alleged by the Hilliard Education Association really don't hold water because you have in your possession the original language about uh, the issue at hand and the amended language, and there's really not that much difference between the two. That is correct. Um, The entire basis for this petition is a completely false narrative. Uh, The changes were nothing but formatting changes. And during the September 12th board meeting, Nadia Long, board president, read aloud the higher version of the new version, the old version, explained how the legal department signed off on it. They had four hours, every board member, to look at the formatting changes. And it was literally just that. Uh, think of it as, you know, a semicolon being put in the wrong place. If words were changed position. It changed nothing of the meaning or the intent of the policy. Lisa Chafee, our guest, Parents' Rights in Education. And so this was basically a policy that was was telling the the, the voters that the position of Hilliard Schools is that if your kid wants to uh, identify as a sex other than their birth sex, we are not going to keep that a secret from parents, right? This was the policy. And my guess is that the 800 teachers who signed this or who the HEA says signed it. The real issue that the Hilliard Education Association has here is they deem telling parents about these kinds of major decisions, major struggles in their child's lives. The Hilliard Education Association would like this to be a secret. They would like parents not to be told this. Uh, That is correct, but the policy that they're specifically objecting to is the religious release time policy. Oh, this is for LifeWise Academy, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not just likewise. Any any religion can take part in that policy. They just happen to be the first one to ask for that ability. Okay, so the teachers but, don't like it when they're 
kids are taken out of class to be bussed off site at no cost to the district, no cost to the taxpayers for religious instruction and elective class. And that's part of the state law in the state of Ohio. Correct. Now, I've been told by someone in Hilliard that during Ramadan, Hilliard schools set aside a room in their three high schools and maybe in their junior high schools so Muslim students can go on school property, break from their school day, and pray during Ramadan, which that's fine. I have no issue with that. What I have the issue with is the double standard in this objection to and it's clear it's a LifeWise Academy objection right now, and not bringing up another religion that has a period of time where there's an accommodation built in by the school system. Not only that, but from elementary teachers on hold during Ramadan because the children can't eat, they're fasting, so they don't go to the cafeteria, which means they have to uh, have supervision in a, in a classroom for those children, which disrupt, is more disruptive than a child leaving the school building to go to religious study off campus. Yeah, that's a great point. Lisa Chafee, Parents' Rights in Education. Lisa, what should parents in Hilliard know? Uh, when are your meetings? How can they support, join your initiative, and find out what's really going on in their schools? So you can go to our Facebook page, Parents' Rights in Education for Central Ohio. We're having a parents' meeting this coming Monday. Anyone is welcome to join. Um, The status now is, first of all, the union president is blatantly lying to everybody. Um, She is not revealing the so-called signature she has for her petition on the grounds that I sent harassing emails, which I did not. I sent an email educating teachers on the situation. Unsolicited, yes, but they were not harassing. Um, And I've had several people, whistleblowers, tell me that (laughs) here's the hypocrisy and the lack of transparency. If she's been conducting union business during school hours, which she's not allowed to do, and they're trying to bully teachers into signing this petition. Yeah, I know that for a fact. I've talked to some Hilliard teachers. And let me just say up front, I'm more than happy to host on this show for a live interview, just like we're talking to Lisa Chafee now, Parents' Rights and Education, Stacy Ratterman, the Communications Director from Hilliard, Dave Stewart, the Superintendent at Hilliard, or Lena Jordan, the Teachers Association President at Hilliard. You've got an open invitation to come into the studio or to talk to me live on the phone anytime about these issues so that you can't accuse me of being, you know, airing one side of this issue or the other. you got an open invitation. So, Lisa, thanks for your time today. And this is not just for Hilliard parents. Anybody can join Parents' Rights in Education. Is that correct? Correct. We have 2,000 members all over the state. Fantastic. Parents' Rights in Education Facebook page. Lisa Chafee, thanks for what you do. Stay engaged, stay courageous, and uh, stay in touch. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. There you go. Lisa Chafee you got to join an organization like this, folks. You have to to find out what's going on. Matt Mayer, Opportunity Ohio in the On Deck Circle. We'll talk with Matt next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.